has it gone too far? Has the pendulum swung too far to the point where now getting people who are so inexperienced have really no idea or very little information about what they're doing, managing their own investment portfolios to their own detriment? The question I have, when does it make sense to hire an investment professional versus doing it yourself? First off, I'm gonna identify two problems that I've kind of noticed that are making this decision on whether you do it yourself or whether you hire someone uh, more challenging. The first one is obviously money. Anytime that you want to uh, have help, if you wanna pay for guidance, if you wanna pay for a coach or an investment advisor, it's going to cost you money. Whenever there's a cost, there has to be value. We're gonna to look today at when the value is worth more than the cost. Second problem I've identified is access to information. There is so much information out there on the internet today. Counterintuitively, you would think that's a good thing. I mean, logic would say so many sources you can go to, go figure out how to be your own investment advisor, how to manage your own portfolio. Why would you pay for someone to do that when everything is available to you online? The problem isn't the quantity of the information out there, it's the quality of the information. There's so much conflicting information. I don't know how the average person is supposed to sift through that and you know, decipher what's good information and what's bad information and make decisions based on that. There's a lot of inaccurate information, Fla just flat out false information that you absolutely should not be following. How are you gonna know? This is an, a, an example of where free can actually turn out to be quite expensive. There's a saying, I'm sure you've heard it, it's cost is what you pay and value is what you get. I think there's no better example of that in this world than professional athletes. And you think of your golf players, tennis players, these athletes who operate at the highest level of professionalism, they have coaches, they have trainers. None of them are out there just figuring it out themselves, even though they probably know as much about golf or tennis as anybody else on the planet. A good example of this is a golf instructor named Dave Peltz. Now he has a series of golf schools. It's said that he charges $20,000 a day for his advice. Now he has a quote, it's one of my favorite quotes and it applies not only to golf, but to a lot of things in life. The quote is, it's your bad shots and weaknesses, not your strengths, that largely determine your scores. Very similar in investing. It's not doing sort of the average things all the time. It's avoiding the big mistakes. It's not the strengths that make you a good investor. It's avoiding your weaknesses. A lot of people don't even know what those weaknesses are. Sometimes that's where a professional advisor can come into play. Question I have is this, do advisors provide value? Depends on the advisor, of course, depends on your circumstances, but there is a study, there has been a study done by Vanguard. Now, take it all with a grain of salt. Vanguard is an ETF company, a large uh, mutual fund company. They operate here in Canada. Their study shows that an average investor will increase their long-term rate of return by about 3% with the help of working with a competent, capable, professional advisor. Of that 3% added value, about half of it, 1.5%, comes from the advisor's guidance. It's the psychological aspects and benefits that you get from working with someone who knows what they're doing. It's not picking TD Bank versus Royal Bank. It's not should I buy this type of bond or that type of bond. It's, the, it, it's tying into the investor behavior, much like a golfer. If we think of a, uh, all these pros, I mean, they have caddies. The caddies earn anywhere from, I believe, five to 10% of the winnings that the golfer makes that particular tournament depending on you know, how far they go into the tournament. The average, if they win the tournament, apparently is about 10%. So I think back to a couple of months ago, the Masters was on and Hideki Matsuyama won the tournament and his winnings were around 
uh, two, just over $2 million. Now that would have meant he paid his caddy $200,000 to carry his clubs for the Masters. Logically, if you said to Hideki or any other golfer, would you pay someone $200,000 to carry your clubs around the golf course? The answer would be no, $50,000 around? Even for a real good club carrier, that's too much money. He wasn't paying just for somebody to carry his clubs around. There is a very close uh, tie, a very close relationship between the golfer and a good caddy. And the caddy's role is way beyond carrying the clubs. It's keeping that golfer focused during the ups and downs of any tournament, keeping his emotions in check when you know things go wrong, bringing him back online. In other words, avoiding him falling into a place where he's gonna make those big mistakes. By the same token, an investment advisor does that same thing for an investor. They help them through the various market cycles, not picking stocks, but managing to uh, help the investor not make those key uh, deadly decisions along the way. Of course, before you pay any money to anything or you buy anything, you're going to do a cost benefits analysis. And this is where you assess whether the value that you get from something is worth more than the cost that you're gonna be putting out. Uh, I like to use this formula, cost equals value plus. There has to be something, there has to be something in it for you to pay the costs. If you're working with an investment advisor, according to Vanguard at least, there is some value that above and beyond the cost that you're paying. There are also intangible benefits that you're not going to get by doing it yourself. The big one to me, my experience in the business was lifestyle and managing a portfolio, especially a large portfolio can be a uh, almost a full-time thing. And uh, an advisor devotes their career, their time to full-time managing, looking at the economy, understanding the way things are happening and, and, and building a portfolio or managing your portfolio to help you through that. Most people don't have the time to do that, even if it's a, a simpler portfolio. So almost like a set and forget it. You can set it, but you don't really want to forget it, even though that's sort of a common thing if you watch, look at some of the websites. If your objective is to enjoy your lifestyle and have a balanced lifestyle and not be focused all the time on what your portfolio is doing, you may find some intangible value in that arrangement working with an advisor. Another example where I saw this over and over during my career was working with entrepreneurs or people who were running a business and really didn't have time to manage a portfolio. These would typically be non-retired people and life can be busy. And if you're busy you know, running a business, especially if you have a family at home, of all of the different types of people that I worked with in my career, the most difficult to get in for a review on a regular basis were business people. And I would hear over and over, that's what I pay you for. Like, I don't wanna worry about that. I'm busy over here, you take care of that for me. So there's another, uh, another occasion or another example of how an individual may find value in working with an investment. There are also a lot of intangible benefits that you can get from a relationship with a professional advisor. I think of things like financial plans and some tax guidance, uh, just being a sounding board where maybe you read an article or you see a video and you're not sure about what your, your path should be. Uh, a professional can help you clarify and make the correct decisions in that in that regard often just hand-holding the markets go through cycles and and sometimes you just need to some comfort you just need to sort of relook at your portfolio assess what you have and give you that comfort that you're going to be okay the well one of the biggest things i would say is peace of mind and this comes uh, to a lot of snowbirds and if, if you're spending your winters south of the border typically and you're golfing or you're you know maybe you have somewhere in florida you got a boat that you go fishing all the time the last thing that you should be worrying about, I think, is uh, you know what's happening in the markets. Just go enjoy your winter, uh, relax, and if you can have peace of mind that your portfolio and, in fact, your, your financial stability is in good hands, I mean, you could say, how do you put a price on that? 
the biggest consideration I would say isn't the upside of who's going to make more returns in the market, it's the downside. When do the dangers, I would say, of do-it-yourself outweigh the benefits? I spent a few hours this past weekend watching the Indianapolis 500, and I, I'm a race car fan, but it, it kind of reminds me that it doesn't matter how good or how fast that car is, if the driver managing that car isn't aware of the potential dangers around and has the skills to navigate through that, you could literally be the fastest car on the track, but you make one in racing or a couple of bad mistakes and that'll take you right out of the race. And that can happen as well in uh, it, with an investment portfolio. Another example I can think of is when it's worth paying money for something is uh, in the legal profession with a lawyer. If you get a speeding ticket and you decide you're going to fight it, you're probably not going to hire a lawyer to do that. You're going to go to court yourself. You're going to do your research. You might even go on YouTube how to fight a speeding ticket and you're going to go in if you lose, what's the downside? The downside is you pay the speeding ticket and maybe you get some points on your driver's license. The upside is you get neither of those. So the trade-off is probably fairly close. In any event, it's probably probably going to be a pretty small number. Another example, let's say a friend owes you $1,000. You bet you, you, know, you lent money to a friend a couple of years ago. They promised they'd pay you back. Now they're not even your friend anymore and they certainly haven't paid you back. So you decide, I'm gonna take them to small claims court. Well, you're not going to hire a lawyer to collect that thousand dollars probably you're probably going to research how to do it and you're going to do that yourself that is a perfect example maybe of a diy now you're charged with murder capital murder are you going to hire a lawyer i suggest that you probably are the risks in this case of losing the case and going to jail for the rest of your life is far outweighs the cost that you're going to be paying that lawyer again in all of these circumstances there's a cost there's a value. It's up to each individual investor based on your circumstances to determine what that value is to you. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. For the low cost of only $19.95 Canadian, you can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Now look at your own circumstances and who are the types of people who need advisors the most? I would say there's a couple of key considerations. Number one, if you're an established investor, so you've built up a portfolio, you're maybe years away from, a few years away from retirement, and so your, your financial future depends on how you manage that portfolio, I would make a very strong argument that at this critical time of your life, you, you should at least consider working with a professional who can raise the level of security that you're not going to get blown out just before you get into you know to your retirement years which can be emotionally obviously uh, very difficult another example of someone who i think should be using an advisor is if you are already retired 
and you're living off your portfolio. If you're relying on your portfolio to provide you with income, probably for the rest of your life, you just can't, in my opinion, take the risk of doing something wrong, making a big mistake that will jeopardize that cash flow. There's just too much downside to be tackling this on your own. I would say small mistakes are normal. I mean, all investors make small mistakes. Advisors all make mistakes along the way, but nothing that's going to be threatening to your lifestyle. That's the biggest thing. Also keep in mind, I don't think that uh, working with an advisor or doing it yourself is a binary choice. I think you can do both. Even if you work with an advisor, I'm an advocate of learning, you know, educating yourself, being up to speed on uh, what's happening out there and certainly on your own financial situation, your own portfolio. If for no other reason that when you meet with your advisor, you can have a, a more educated or a, a better conversation, I would say. A lot of people just don't want to take the time to do that. And that's perfectly fine if you have that full trust in your advisor. But a lot of people would like, and, and you know, one of the things I've, I've heard you know, over and over is an advisor has this somewhat complicated scenario that they've worked out for you. And they're trying to explain that to you as a layperson, And there's often a big gap in that communication. So if you can up your game a little bit, not the fact that you would look after your own portfolio entirely, but you uh, can up it so that when, you're, when the advisor is trying to explain this concept to you, there's a better chance you're going to understand it. Uh, I think there's some value in that. The other thing too, I would say is again, not being binary, not uncommon at all for uh, an investor who's accumulated money, relies on a professional to manage it for them, has a side account. A lot of people have this bent or this you know interest in advising, uh, investing on the side. By all means, there's no problem with that at all. Have your TD account or have your Questrade account or have your Wealthsimple account. Whatever whatever um, vehicle you use to do that, if that's an interest that you have, I would think it's actually somewhat important for certain people, depending on your depending on your um, uh, your, your lifestyle or depending on your mindset. If you want to entirely turn it over, by all means, but some people just want to have that on the side so they can feel that they're more involved uh, as well. I'm going to summarize it by saying a couple of different things. First of all, if you are young and you're a you know millennial do-it-yourselfer and you can't even conceive of the, uh, the concept of paying someone to help you, I would say go for it. Uh, usually earlier in life, you have less to risk. You've got a long runway ahead of you. If you do make a catastrophic mistake, um, you have time to overcome that. Learn how to be a good investor. I wouldn't just say uh, go out there and you know buy meme stocks and, and uh, follow Reddit streams and make decisions based on that. If you are going to do it yourself, do it, but do it properly. The more you can learn, the better. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're an older investor, especially if you're retired and relying on your nest egg to provide you with cash flow for the rest of your life, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Go get professional help. At least explore that as an opportunity. The downside risks of doing it yourself, I think, are just too great. I mentioned earlier that sort of the saying, price is what you pay and value is what you get. If we think back to that Vanguard study, in most cases, in many cases, having an advisor on your team will actually add value. It'll increase the rate of return or at least the security that you're going to get over time. The fee that you would pay a competent advisor in the real world, in many cases, will be, I would say, small change compared to the, the risk or the danger that you would have of going it yourself and you know having a catastrophic mistake. In a future video, just FYI, I'm going to I'm planning a video now that's going to talk about if you're at a point where you are considering working with an advisor, what do you look for? What does an advisor do? What are the services? Because that's a bit of a mystery out there as well. So we're going to cover that off. If you're working for or with an advisor right now, 
Uh, we're going to ask the question, um, is your advisor capable? What are the things that you should be thinking about? What are the questions you should be asking your advisor to make sure that they're qualified, capable, and putting your best interests ahead of those uh, of themselves? Like I say, I'm going to be doing that in a separate and a more detailed video there. Question to you, where do you fall on this? Are you a pure DIY investor who wouldn't even like consider hiring help? Are you a, an investor who's worked with an advisor for years and can't even consider doing it yourself? Or are you like some people, you're kind of uh, maybe a hybrid. So you have, you, you do some yourself, you work with an advisor. I'd be curious as to where you are uh, on that spectrum and just leave a comment below. If you are a DIY investor, Feel free to uh, check out the first link below will lead you to our Investing Academy uh, webpage. And we have some free resources on there. There's a free basic course to, to get, you know, learn the, 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 the beginning of how to build a portfolio. Uh, there is a free case study that might give you some information that you'll need to know. Even if you are an experienced investor and even if you work with an advisor and you want to just, like I said earlier, up your game so you can have more uh, fruitful, intelligent conversations as you go for your annual reviews, uh, you might find some benefit there to you as well. As always, if you've appreciated the video, uh, if you've enjoyed the video, I would really appreciate a thumbs up on that. Um, it helps kind of build the channel and spread the word to others out there who might be in circumstances similar to yourselves. I will say thank you for watching and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.